0: Hi, I'm Jamie Butler and I work at Lashbase in the UK and very soon to be in the state of Georgia. I'm today's guest announcer. You can find me on Instagram at Lashbase underscore Jamie. Cue the music. In an industry where most of us spend the majority of our time working alone in a room, this podcast was created so you can learn, be encouraged, and find a connection with other lash and beauty professionals. This is the Lashcast podcast, and here's your host, Paul Lubbers.
1: Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today we are airing an episode we recorded last summer before LashCon. We sat down with Sheila Bella at her place and just had a wonderful conversation talking about kind of the pressures of what it means to be successful and dealing with people who maybe aren't so excited about that success or maybe how you kind of try to take care of your team and sometimes you don't feel the same love being returned to you as a boss. We also go into about hiring and the struggles that go behind that. We just talk about some difficult things of what it's like to be an owner of a beauty business. And Sheila just shares her heart and she's a wonderful person, someone you really should be following on Instagram. She has great content, great tips, and just great information for not just PMU people, because that's the world she's in, but for lash artists or anyone in the beauty industry. So I think you'll really love and enjoy this interview. Now, before we get to that, real quickly, a few announcements. We have Last Cruise, as you know, coming up on March 27th through the 30th. We're gonna be leaving from Long Beach. We're going to Ensenada, Mexico. We have a wonderful group of people that are gonna be your hosts and they're gonna be speaking on Saturday during the cruise, and then we're gonna be having dinners together. We actually are excited now to announce that Alley from Lash Anarchist is going to be doing like a little lab on the ship on Saturday afternoons. So you can stop by and make fans and get feedback from her. And we also going to be having a swag bag, a t-shirt from Top Shelf Beauty that we won't be paying for. It. So you'll get that as part of your... Prize possessions from the cruise lots of great stuff guys it's something you don't want to miss if you miss LashCon, con and i know a bunch of you lamented missing it this is the next thing you don't want to miss it's gonna be mostly focused on fun though so that's a good thing it's not there will be work done but most of the time this is about now relaxing and chilling and being with your last friends. so don't miss it sign up today we also are going to be in long beach at the ice or ISSE. I always never know how to call it. That's January 25th through the 27th. We're teaching five classes there. This is hosted by the PBA. It's a great event. If you want to come and hear us teach, we have three paid classes, but we have two free ones on Sunday. So, Come on by. If you're in Long Beach or in Southern California, we'd love to see you. Then we'll be in April. We're going to be in Scottsdale at the Scottsdale Lash and Brown Conference and competition with some of our friends there. You don't want to miss that. They're going to be talking about customer service. There's going to be a plethora of other speakers. So that's a next conference that's for lashes that you don't want to miss and last two things that we always ask you guys for is we need more guest announcers we always use more of you the in their show notes is the script so just look for it there and lastly we're always looking for people to submit questions so that we, uh, audio-wise that is, or video, and then we can answer those questions on our podcast. It's just a little bit more fun for us doing it that way. In fact, in this episode, we're gonna have a question that we're going to answering. So please get your phone or any device that you wanna record on, record your question, and then send it to Paul at Lashcast Podcast. So that's all our announcements. So let's get in to our interview with Sheila Bella about owning and running a beauty business. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited that we have Sheila Bella in the house. Actually, we're in her house. house. Yes, we're in her house. (laughs) And if you don't know Sheila, you need to follow Sheila. She is amazing. She's a celebrity PMU artist. She runs her own podcast, the Pretty okay. Rich Podcast. She's a trainer, a coach, as she likes to say, a mom, a daughter, a mother. She does it all, and we're just so fortunate that she invited us to invade her place and be in her beauty it's palace the princess here,
2: Princess Pink Palace. I feel
1: like I'm at Disneyland right now. It's awesome. It's very cute. Our our, our daughter would love this place. But that said. Um, we're so excited to have you on the show. So welcome, Sheila.
0: I'm so excited to be here, you guys, and to meet you in person and get to touch you and look you in the eyes. And, I mean, oh, this is, it's in-person is different. Yes. This is why you should come to LashCon. Yes. And the Pretty Ambitious Summit. That's in right. In-person is different. It is. Just <laughs> listening
1: to podcasts or meeting people, Instagram is so different than actually getting to go in, sit across the room from them, and and stare at them. Yeah. No, I- <laughs> 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 or at least have a relationship. Now you can actually say, I remember when we first connected, that you're like hey we we can actually be real friends we want to be just instagram <laughs> friends right because it's so easy on the instagram to be this guy like just back and forth it's not really real but to finally be here it's, it's awesome it's like quickening right? it is mm-hmm. so anyhow we want to first start with our new tradition that we mm-hmm. recently started which is Finding or talking about something that we're thankful for. Cause I think with our mindset so easy in the world, does this get so caught up in your troubles and your problems and forget that there's blessings happening every day in your life that you're not really seeing. And so for us to be intentionally thinking about it, we used to do this as our team. They didn't always like it. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, oh, we're gonna do the thankful thing again. But that's okay. It's it's like anything, it's a muscle. You just gotta practice and keep doing it. So we're gonna I don't know what I'm thankful for yet. I mean, I have a million ideas, but they're all lame. <laughs> so I'm gonna first go to you two and share what well, you I'm guys ready. all right I'm you're ready, ready. I'm go super for it
2: excited over the weekend i got to take a class um taught by lana from Lux uncut she is a um volume trainer
1: and she's only 21 but she's like a she is a dynamo. 35 year old yes. lash boss
2: she's she's very wise um very confident and it's a treat to learn under her it was hosted at um beverly hills lashes yeah, gloria and, yes, whoop, whoop. shout out to gloria it, w- it was such a treat to. To sit and to be a student and to have somebody else impart wisdom to me, and yes. um, it was it was fun. Got to learn how to do Facetune. I felt like I was like probably like the oldest person that's never like you know what it is. Yeah, right? like what <laughs> what magic are we doing here? But um, I got to to do that, and I wasn't what terrible. Magic. I know what what is this technology? Well, the so. big thing
1: that people if we haven't, I don't think we ever said this on the podcast. Tusney hates social media for the most part. I she know. is not a social media person. I
2: am trying. I, I think it's a weakness and it is something that I, you've heard me say before, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. Um, <laughs> I need you guys to hold me accountable, but um, this is the first step. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And it was, I think it was cool is for us cause it was a little humbling too. Right. I mean, no offense. I mean, we love Lana. She's 21 and I won't say your age, but you're only like a few years older than her. And <laughs> she, it was it humbling to go to someone younger than you, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's yeah. Cool.
2: That was it was good. It's good to put the, put yourself in that position and be like, "Wow, you know, it's nice." Yeah, yeah.
1: I yeah. think it was great. I think that it took a lot for you, and I think for her too to be there. Like, wow, I got these people been doing lashes for mm. a lot longer than me, mm. and I'm going to just go in there. He like, said so she had no fear. Mm-hmm. She just did it. Went awesome. out there, mm-hmm. taught it, and you know. Uh, kudos to her, and uh, I'll say kudos to you for must being have been nerve wracking for her. Yeah, you think? I think a little bit. I don't know. Lana seems to have no fear. She's yeah. like, she's so unique. She really is. And if anyone's in her classes, I've heard the same. She's not yeah. your average twenty one year old kid who's like That's lost. Right. No, no, she's like an old soul. We go, I'm man. Just you. imagine when she's our age. She's gonna literally own the lash she's industry. Gonna,
2: like you know, conquer the world, yeah.
0: man. Dominate.
2: It'll be dominate.
1: <laughs> dominate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that later, later yeah. what that means. Yeah, I'm so. i inside
0: right now. Yeah.
1: So, hey, Sheila, what about you?
0: Oh, gosh. I just get so deep so quickly. I'm grateful for just the chance to figure it out. You know what I mean? I'm even grateful for the struggle because, like, all weekend, I actually I, I spent a lot of it, actually, just, like, relaxing with my family. It was really nice. Mm. Um, and so, but that, finding that balance is always so difficult. And now I'm back at work. I'm back in hustle mode. And, you know, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to figure it out. You Mm. know, I'm not sitting in a hospital bed. I'm not, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You mean, are you
2: talking about like the mental space just to unravel and let whatever comes out come
0: out? Is that what you're talking about? Time. Just time. Mm. Time. I'm just grateful for time on this earth, for the life that we yeah. were gifted. This, this life, even though it does come with all these challenges, it's such a gift. Because at the end of the day, like you get to do it your way. You yeah. get to figure it out. You get to. It's not you. you have to. Mm-hmm. It's such a privilege. We get to. I'll
2: tell you what, that's a paradigm shift right there. That is. Mm. I mean, time is something we all just take for granted. But if you slow it down and you're right, you did get deep. It's like to just... Sorry. Even <laughs> <to have laughs> Occupational hazard. <laughs> you know, we we are so busy in our world and we just keep thinking that um, every day is going to come. It's just going to be the same thing. We're not entitled to anything. Mm-hmm. And the gift of time is truly something that's been given to us. Mm-hmm. And, and what we do with it is up, up to you. us. But... But you're right to look at it like a treasured gift. It's a resource. The whole are entitled to it.
1: The whole idea, you get to do something. I've heard that now from multiple sources online, from people. Recently just heard a James Wedmore thing that I was watching with him. And it's a great mentality shift because I think so much of us feel trapped or, I don't know what you want to call it, say, controlled by your circumstances. Like, you don't have a choice. You have to do this. You have to do that. And I like the idea of saying, no, no, no. I can actually choose they like on Saturday, mm-hmm. we were supposed to make an announcement for a winner on our, on our lashcon And I forgot, I made a commitment to hang out with some geeks and play board games. So I get to go play board games and not work that day, which is what I was going to do. Originally, I totally forgot about it and I didn't have to feel bad about it. And I didn't beat myself up. I let, I just post online, sorry guys, we're gonna announce it on Sunday, you know, and no one's going to die because I delayed the announcement of, I mean, I'm sure the person, people, oh my gosh, all five of them, I not know if I won. All I mean, yeah, if I was hard on myself and I meant acted more of the mentality, like I have to do this, I have to do that, then I'd been stressed out. I couldn't relax. I couldn't enjoy my time it, you know, being with people and we forget most of what we do is so we can actually enjoy our lives and be with people and we work so hard so then we can have those other times to do that and I think we get trapped in the have to mentality mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. lot mm-hmm. and we don't we just don't
2: you're right in seasons past you would have it, it, you you would have freaked out yeah. about it or just obsessed I've broken trust with people people yeah. aren't gonna listen to a podcast anymore I've broken <laughs> trust I mean that's
1: like yeah, they're past that now they're like Paul break trust of course no it's <laughs> But yeah, absolutely. So anyhow, I probably won't go as deep. I'm going to go um, <laughs> something shallow. How about that? No, I, I'm i just thankful because we did a big a push again this last week on the on Lashcon. And for us to get up to a certain amount, of, we have a, a minimal goal of what we need to get sold tickets. Mm-hmm so that I don't actually have to pay money to go to my own Lascott, <laughs> so which was, you know, there's a fear like, oh crap, I'm going to owe $20,000 when this thing's all done. I don't want to do that. That's not really the good way to start a new ventures, paying people to be at your own event. So uh, no, it, we basically crossed that threshold this last week. we made a, we're at least we're at the break even point where I don't have to do anything really drastic to like cut budgets where like, hey guys, we're gonna meet in this really tiny room now where we don't need a mic system. It's just gonna be, you know, me in the closet talking got to you. Cups and string. And yes. You pull it tight enough you yeah. you can hear. You can hear at the end of Paul giving a motivational talk about podcast i don't know but yeah no Congrats. we we we, we, we got awesome. past that so that was huge mm-hmm. and we still have two more months to promote so i'm like okay now we can actually get to where this can actually make a little money and be profitable and i can upgrade things now i can say oh that's cool we can do this we can do that we'd add this in because i was going to keep that out because we have any money for it so we're really hoping it's going to be a huge smash and a big success and right now we're at 165 people coming so we're, our goal is to get down to 200. That's our next goal, and then we'll see 250. It'd be really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And Sheila, by the way, is going to be there, Yay! which is awesome. Yay. And Yay. We, we wanted to bring people outside of the last world because and you're in the last world too, because I know a lot of last artists are doing PMU. True. But I want to bring someone who just has another success pattern that we haven't mm-hmm. seen talked about in the last mm-hmm. world.
2: It's like a sister
1: industry. It is. You know?
0: it is
2: a lot of sure. crossover,
1: a lot of mm-hmm. crossover. So cool. All right. Well, that's our. We'll talk about thankfulness. So let's get into what we're going to talk about. There's a lot of things, and I really wasn't sure where to start. So I think what we want to do really is talk about something that you said you were kind of passionate about, and that's the whole idea of competitiveness between beauty professionals, last RSPMU. It's anyone I think really in beauty, really, and or any business. I mean, it could be hot dog stands, as far as I care, right? Hot that could be.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like as girls growing up there's competitiveness with that that group of girls and this group of girls and it's just kind of endemic to how we live in society yeah. right you know mm-hmm. so
1: for you you shared a little bit that you kind of grew up with a lot of this kind of fear in the beginning other girls down the yeah. street doing stuff
3: yeah what
1: what was the shift how first what was it like that for you I mean, go back to your old mindset maybe remembering Definitely. back mm-hmm. and then what process did you go through to kind of begin to change that to get to where now you're kind of like I give it all away. I share and help empower others now.
0: Um, So, yeah, in the beginning, it was really difficult because microblading and permanent makeup wasn't as popular. And I was doing it. And I thought that I was helping to make it popular. And I was like, wow. I didn't know that that the pie, as you Mm -hmm. say, was big enough. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that success was finite. Mm. And actually, I'm I'm going to admit this right here, right now, it stopped me from training people. It stopped oh. me from building my academy because I didn't want to create competitors. Yeah.
2: So you had the thought, oh, why should I train my competition? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And I just actually recorded a podcast and that was the title. Should oh. you train your competition? Oh, uh, Molly from Vegas. Oh, oh Molly. She was yes. a guest. At- yeah. I didn't she know was. she was, she was going to be a, Yeah. She's going to be at LastCon
1: at- too. Yeah. 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 Everyone's at LastCon, oh, by the way. Everyone. Yes. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> we have a thousand speakers now. It's going to be amazing.
2: She's quite a dynamo. We met her at... Um, Elevate.
1: Elevate. She came she, to our, our business um, class I taught in Vegas with uh, at and City.
2: Uh-huh. And she also, um, uh, during um, the Las Vegas show, she did a competition last competition and I think yeah, she, she won, won it, yeah she yeah. she
1: won yeah the second time we we're out there when yeah. we we're in, in june she won her first co- last competition and by the way she just went to a training where someone taught them here's how you compete in last mm-hmm. competitions i think she finished it the weekend before and then she went to her first one and one
0: wow that's good, awesome good yeah. student obviously great, great girl yeah like yeah. i heard i don't even know how i ran into her but I was surprised that I met her not at LashCon and not through you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Small I, world. Yeah. But she trains her competition all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just wanted to do a dive deep about that. How even just like from a purely financial um, strategy, it makes no damn sense. Yeah. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's one of those things I, I, I think where just like test it. Test it out for a month. Mm-hmm. Give it all away for free give it away for free, make your competitors allies. I'm telling <laughs> you, you're going to see a reflection in your bank account. Even from that perspective, it doesn't make any sense.
2: Yeah. So what was the what was the linchpin for you? Or what uh. was that moment? What was there a single moment or, or was it just like the, a the light events, just yeah. uh, dawning to, to you know
1: just <laughs> angelic choir singing above you no, and like I guess what, this is my moment. What was that shift?
0: There was no single point shift, but how I just think that as we were talking about earlier, there is a maturity that comes the more you accomplish. I mm-hmm. suppose mm. where you realize that it's not like a narrow ro- ro- road where there's like a traffic jam. Mm-hmm. It's more like an open field. Mm-hmm. An open field and just because your flower is blooming doesn't mean that my flower can't it has bloom to die. And we can. Blo- you know <laughs> what I mean? It doesn't <laughs> yeah, yours doesn't have to die. And <laughs> water for everyone, right? Yeah, and I think that's the beauty of beauty of this industry and I mean, especially now with the internet and how successful it's making people, like, if if you want a platform, you can have it now. You don't have to wait for, like, a A record company. Yeah. 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 You don't have to wait for somebody to tell you that you can speak now. Like, your ideas are valid now. You can just start speaking it. You got a phone? You're publishing. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're self-publishing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. I mean, we no one gave us permission to start LashCon. I mean, I thought about yeah. we, Washington with you, a pretty ambitious mm-hmm. summit. No one said, Sheila, you can now do this. You have permission from mm-hmm. the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the powers
2: that be. Powers,
1: yeah, The for the PMU universe, right? Came in now <laughs> and said, you now can do this. You said, no, I'm going to just do it. I'm going to uh-huh. just go I got out there something and
2: something amazing to say, and I know that people can yeah. learn from it, so that's what you did. Yeah. I
0: guess it's more of those types of memories, more mm. of those chances that I've taken, mm-hmm. um, just have solidified the fact that success is available for everybody. Mm-hmm. And these days, literally at your fingertips. Yeah. Just gotta use it. Mm-hmm. You just gotta use it.
2: Would it be true to say that, I mean, the hesitation that anyone has is kind of in their own heads? That It's the fear yeah. that somebody has. What would you say to, for somebody to encourage them to get over that? Or even identify it.
0: Well, I mean, it's a scarcity mentality, right? So I think that comes from insecurity. Mm -hmm. And um, from being in survival mode. Mm -hmm. I feel like I was in survival mode. Mm. But if you look at the most successful people in the industry, if you look at who they are, they share. Look at Paul Mitchell.
3: Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah
0: here, I I know this thing, let me create tools for you. Let me create products for you so I can help you guys be more successful. Let me create resources Mm -hmm. and education for you. you. The most successful people in any industry are those who are willing to give it away. You're so
2: right there was a an article i can't remember where it was but it was about ralph Lauren. Mm. Yes, and it was talking about how he is kind of like a career maker mm. people designers will come and spend time with him vera wang tori birch
1: before they were anyone. Yeah, I mean, they, they They became anyway. someone and working underneath him. And
2: afterwards, they, they, they get launched in their own, own, own career. He's you like, know? I
1: forget how many. It was like 8, 10, 15 brands. Mm-hmm. Some large amount. Of, all very successful, high-profile brands. All started from people who worked underneath him. That's his legacy. More mm-hmm. than even his company.
2: Tom Ford? Yeah, yeah something like um, that. It was
1: pretty crazy. It was an impressive list of people. we like, holy crap. Wow. Because he's not living in the scarcity mindset where he's afraid, oh, gosh, they're going to be bigger than me. Mm. In fact, his name gets bigger almost every time someone launches launches from him
0: yeah leaders real leaders create Mm -hmm.
2: leaders Yes. I, if you think about it, it's like it's a hel- it's like a healthy organism. Like mm. any uh, any organization, mm. any organism, if it's healthy, it's going to be reproducing, mm. right? Yeah. Absolutely. So we were talking about this a little bit before we started was that we had a colleague came to us mm-hmm. after years of acquaintance knowing knowing her. And and she came to us about uh, a year ago and just said, "You know, hey, I just wanted to say I'm really sorry that when we first connected, I really wasn't that engaged. Um, she says, I, "I have to confess, I actually thought of you guys as competitors because we're in the same business. We do lashes, and it relatively same area." And she says, "I didn't, I didn't see. I just saw us as competitors, and I thought that maybe there was either something to lose or I needed to protect something." Mm. And I just said, "Thank you so much for sharing that with me, mm. um, because obviously the fact that she's sharing it with me means that she's completely in a different space." And now we're at a place where we can sharpen one another and really, you know, grow together.
1: Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's happened multiple times. We've had, we have another person that's going to be, I think one of our sponsors and we always had a weird relationship. We thought in the beginning, but it's kind of grown and it's like, Oh, we're actually friends. We're allies. We're, we're in the same space, but we can you know support each other. And I think that's really cool. What I was going to say is you're saying pie is big enough. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't realize, This pie, well, yes, it's not infinite. It's not like this pie goes on forever, but but it's not as small as we think it is. We kind of think small. We think, oh, there's only like 10 people who get lashes done in all LA, and there's probably millions of people, and there are not enough lash stylists really to take off. Or in the PM world, as you get the message out, there's a lot more people who are probably like, oh, that's something I should do. But they just don't know, and it's bigger than we realize. And if we would stop thinking it's too tiny and that we hear saturation. I don't know if you hear that on your side. All the time. All the time. Oh, it's saturated. There's not enough business. It's like, oh, stop it.
2: But here's the thing. I mean, even though there's many people doing one skill or one specific service, the person that's doing it is unique. And each individual brings something unique to the table mm-hmm. with a different specialty yeah. or a different way of looking at it mm-hmm. or approaching the world. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a match for everyone. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, you know, if you don't see it that way, you begin to think, oh, there's scarcity. There's only enough mm-hmm. air and water and sunshine for one flower to, to mm-hmm. blossom. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. But it's, it's not that, that way at all.
1: Yeah. I think one of the big things for people to realize in the industry is that and I think I've heard you say this too, is working with other people is actually going to bring you more value and more money. And actually you're going to grow the industry. That's what I was going to get at. Mm. You're going to grow the industry. If we build each other up because we're all going to get a bit better at our craft. We're going to be better marketers. We're going to be better business people, better technicians, which means less people have bad experiences, which means more people will talk about you and it will grow more fans of the industry, like the mm-hmm. lash industry, I don't know about the PMU, but there's mm-hmm. there'd be like, oh no, I won't do lashes because mm-hmm. you know I had a bad experience. Mm-hmm. And that's probably because some technician didn't connect with their appeal, didn't get trained, didn't get any help along the way. It was
2: because it was Kelly Lovely Lashes that yeah, did that's it. right.
1: <laughs> Kelly Lovely Lashes, if you haven't seen her account, Just you need to follow satire. her. Satire she
2: yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> says that she uses Duct tape instead of gel pads. Yeah, you know, and she and she
1: does lashes on the floor in her in her bathroom. <laughs> yeah, so so it's people lie p- on the floor. It's dirty. Yeah. Oh anyway, it's, it's just it's silly. It's hilarious. But yeah, but that type of pr- when you collaborate with people more, I think you will raise up and you will improve your skills, and you help other people improve their skills, mm-hmm. and thus more people have good experiences, yeah. and more fans will become. More mm-hmm. people become fans of you what you're doing. Up level your industry. Yeah. You yeah, yeah, totally. Definitely. One of the other things, too, I remember we talked about or earlier we were discussing is really about how successful people can be targets. And and I think for you, I can see this because I I think people like you, Sheila, who are just high energy, excited, mm, bubbly. mm. And it's kind of just the way you're wired. It's not it's not you're not sitting there like all day. Like when you walk in here, when we first saw Sheila, she was crying, depressed and wearing all black and just like (laughs) totally moody and all that. You're Like, oh, my gosh, she must be horrible to be around. No, it's like. It, so it's not a game. It's not something. It's just who you are. You
2: make it look easy. Yeah. You know. You
1: make it look easy, but really. I, yeah. It's okay. Yeah, you do, and I think people <gasps> I probably though people... you get both reactions. You get people Definitely. are totally inspired, but you probably get people like, "Oh, you're a faker. I can't stand the way you like that."
0: Yeah, it's too much.
1: It's too much. In- it's
0: yeah, it's too much. It's too much for some people, and that's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like, yeah, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. You don't think my. <laughs> Smiling this much Mm -hmm. is—it's a workout. I'm sure I'm burning some extra calories. Um, But yeah, we were talking about um, how people tell me all the time that I have so much energy. Um, I'm 37 years old, and there's something about now having—you know—being in my late 30s where I'm just not okay with picking myself apart anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think the energy that people are perceiving me to have is more accurately in my mind just a comfortability with who i am now mm-hmm. just a mm-hmm. this is just this is, it. this is it no apologies this
2: is my e- easy space this is where i rest just like yeah. don't
0: overthink it mm-hmm. so and i have a job to do and i have a message to share and you know i don't want to die without completing that mission you know yeah. when you have something like that you know, in your heart, like, well then who cares what critics say? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where I get a lot of my energy from. But yeah, it's too much for some people. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> How do you
2: protect yourself from? Any, any of that negativity
1: that you're obsessing you get, you over know? it. Like, I know we got our first bad Yelp review, what, 13 years ago? We we're like, mm. oh,
2: well, your first bad Yelp <gasps> review. It's just like consuming <sighs> and wailing and gnashing of teeth and just, Aww. oh my gosh, you know. And then, you know, o- over the years, you just get over it and you learn how to deal with it. But in the beginning, it can be, you know, it can be grievous, you know, and just even, you know, as as we've gone through losses, you know, some, some of them can be devastating. So, mm-hmm. How how have you you know grown from that? Because it mm-hmm. it, it clear, you're clearly in a different place than you were
0: yeah. when you were younger. You know, um, it's just an acceptance now. An ex- it's an acceptance that it, it will be this way for every human being. That mm-hmm. a third of the people who I've just it's numbers. A third of the people who watch me are going to absolutely hate it the other third will be indifferent and the other third will love it but mm-hmm. to in order to reach that third my people who are going to love it i need to put it out there yeah, yeah i need to put it out there and i need to i need to have haters i need to have people who are different indifferent so probably <laughs>
1: embrace your haters huh
0: well, i hope <laughs> you need to embrace them it's, it's just like that, that
1: yeah. just
2: know oh, that it is. it's going to be there but – We're
1: like not for everyone seth
2: godin yeah. mm-hmm. who has a podcast I called i love uh, seth godin kimbo oh, yes he's my favorite he says, you know, he's like, I don't even read the negative reviews on Amazon. No. He's like, because you know what? I have hundreds and hundreds of, you know, four stars, you know. Um, why should I read the ones that I- that are yes. haters? Because yeah. you know what? They don't. They're not my audience anyway. So he's like, it's a discipline. I don't look there. I don't yeah, go there. Good for so him. So know that yeah. you're going to have them, but you don't, you know, pay any attention because it's not your audience. The, and it's and the good outweighs the bad. Mm-hmm. I think completely because yeah. like what I have one or two bad reviews. I mean, I well, guess if you have 99
1: have... haters and one hater, you, you have a problem. Look at that. Yeah, you <laughs> might there might be something you're doing that's not working. But mm, I think th- Yeah. But obviously from what I've seen with what you're going the engagement you see from you obviously it's not that's not the case. I mean, there's just like anything you're you're out there putting yourself out there. And were you was there a time though when you were like afraid to do that? Like the, you know obviously Instagram wasn't around when you were 21, but yeah. But you know, you still were out there in the world, and you know, would you go in the room, and you have to meet, network, and mm. where was there a time where you pulled back a little bit and said, you know, I don't mm. know if this is really going to be me. I don't want to put myself out there because people may not like it.
0: I wanted to blend in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I didn't want to play as big, or um, or sometimes I would play dumb. Okay, <laughs> that was a time. Okay, <laughs> you know what? I was listening to your podcast the one yeah. with
2: um, <laughs> Courtney. Courtney, yes, yeah. and I, I just have to say I. My respect for you completely <laughs> shot up when you, you know, you confessed that you admitted it, and you know what? I have to say the same thing. That when I was younger, I did the same dumb thing too. I'm yeah. gonna t- play the d- dumb routine because you know what? People like it. It's bubbly. You know, yeah. I got feedback from yeah. it, and I, and for a while there, I lost my perspective as a woman. It's not about being dumb. I mean, I, yeah, you know, it's not
1: empowering. Yeah. That's for no,
2: sure. I mean, you yeah. know, yeah, there's more. It's more to me. There's more to you, yeah. right? And it's yeah. like. But to hear somebody say that, actually admit that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I really like this girl. Yeah.
1: You see, know? I wish I could say play dumb. Mm. you just hard dumb. No, yeah, <laughs> I, that's what I mean. If <laughs> I could say play dumb, at least that would explain everything. But they are it's so just, cute yeah. right now, you guys. You guys <laughs> should see them. They yeah. are so cute right
0: now. Oh. He just like she just like touched his hand. right. Now. <laughs> that's play right. by but play yes. right now. I know. I know. That's very funny, but yeah, it's like it's what I got. You know, it's what I thought I was getting attention for. Mm-hmm. People thought it was funny. Guys would like buy me things, mm-hmm. and I'm I I mistook it for love. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mistook it for something. It's the way I was getting attention. Mm-hmm. So I did it more. I'm an entrepreneur. Mm. I'm like, oh, this, this, this act this is works. working. Yeah. <laughs> so That's I really, right. I really played it up.
1: <laughs> what I know what's really interesting because I, I know with us, that was a little bit that way. I didn't play the game with her that like she kind of expected the guys to play. Oh, no, and she was it. like, this, he's not like it. But I remember hearing you talk yeah. about Will the same way. That mm. was kind of different. Will... It was like, there's more in there than what you're yeah. playing. I mean, yeah. what was there anything, was that scary for you when he kind of wasn't maybe falling for the same bait that you felt like every other <laughs> guy was falling for? He's like challenging the paradigm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Will, so I, I was married to another man back in the day who uh, was just not for me. Um, and, but that was my first like real relationship, my first marriage. And then so we got divorced. I was around 27, 28 years old. And then that was the first time I was really out in the dating world. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand dating etiquette.
3: All mm-hmm. I knew
0: was, like, this, you know, was my husband at the time, yeah. my first husband. So I didn't understand, like, what the rules were. I thought, like, oh, um, he's being very affectionate with me. That means he's committed. Yes. <laughs> 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 oh, that means I'm the one. I'm the apple of his eye. And that's just it. So it took some time. Um, and uh, anyway, so, like, after, after, like, being burned by, like, several different guys and just, like, really trying to figure it out, along came comes Will. And who treated me just a little bit differently, like he took me seriously, Uh, which was weird to me, actually, because and I had some by the time I met Will, I had some trauma by that time, because Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, every guy, you know, ends up just like, you know, being nice to me. And then all of a sudden, they'll like run away. Mm -hmm. But Will didn't, I was expecting that. And when Mm. he didn't yeah i just became I, I i just became really intrigued by it and i felt it, it changed me you know one of the greatest gifts you can give to another human being is belief hmm. believing in them yeah and when my husband did that i i mean i have, I have to tell you it was really transformative hmm. when out so um I, I was just also given this opportunity. I can't t- say what it is yet, but I told you guys earlier. Yeah. I was given this opportunity just recently to do something really incredible for the permanent makeup industry. But anyway, as I was bestowed this opportunity, that theme came up again. Like, whoa, you believe in me? Hmm. Changed me again. Yeah. I mean, I, so there's there's something about that. And so when he when he did, um, I have to say that was the beginning. I think of my awakening. Hmm. Yeah, in many ways, Uh, my the awakening to myself and like who I truly was, into into really aligning myself with my 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 superpowers, my Mm -hmm. sleeping superpowers. Hmm. It's like
2: um, I don't know. We're big fans of um, Les Mis. And well, <laughs> you're in the right space. <laughs> yes. I, There's
0: I this Miss Saigon <laughs> too. Yes. Saigon. I did Miss Sa- Saigon for several years. Yeah, she, what, she was what, it. What, yeah. Which one did you play? Oh, I I was in a few regional productions. It was my the Miss Saigon is is a very very meaningful show to me.
1: Mm. Mm. It has the best twist. Of all the shows I've ever been in. Miss Saigon. Won't go into Did it. You we sh- see it recently? Yes. No, 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 we didn't. We I saw it back in the 90s.
0: Uh, well, y- this production is amazing. I have a wow. lot of friends in this production. That's cool. Really? Is yeah. it still playing? They closed, I think, yesterday.
1: Uh, I, re- I was going to go today, but oh well. <laughs> Shoot. No, Miss Saigon
2: happens. is really special to us, too. There's a song in there that's, um, that's I give my life for you. Mm-hmm. That's actually a song. You want me to sing it? No, Please do. no. That's not. a song to my oldest son. It's Aww. a special story that we have. Um, any, we have the soundtrack. We just love the the story, and and the, and when it's combined with the music, it just hits a part of our yeah. soul. Yeah. In the same way that Les Mis does, um, in the scene where the guy Valjean mm-hmm. is a is a criminal, and he's he's stayed as a guest at this bishop's house, and yeah. the bishop he strikes oh my the God, bishop. Yeah, it's the best. And st- he escapes with the golden gold stuff, stuff. stuff. Yeah. and then Death. the the police, police come and say, hey, this guy was stealing your stuff. And the bishop says, oh, my friend, you, you forgot, forgot the gold. You forgot the candlesticks. Yeah. Yeah. He's saying, I have purchased your soul for God. Mm. In that moment, he, he says, I see something in you. Belief, mm. right? Belief ah. in yeah. you, and I'm going to call you to it. I'm going to put my... Um, money
1: where my mouth is Mm. and And he spent the rest of his life because of that engagement changed the whole trajectory how how
2: how does he know that i'm not this rat that i've treated him this way how does he know that he must see something that i don't and he called him to something greater greater
0: kind of like what will did for you like he sees something in you and i don't yeah i don't know what he (laughs) saw but he, he 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 says that i'm like bitcoin She's like, I, I knew it. <laughs> <blow off. laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew something more. I knew I was projecting something else yeah. too. Yeah. But uh, he saw past it.
1: That's really it. cool. I remember um, Andy Bales. He's the head of the LA um, LA Mission, LA Mission um, Rescue Mission, mm-hmm. and he I, he used to work at a church I worked at actually mm. for a short time, Lake Avenue Church. And he was we're, we're trying to talk about how do you deal with homeless people because mm-hmm. he he. Spent his whole life working with homeless people, and he, he loves homeless was, people. And he still is. And he still works with homeless. He loves them. And, you know, you, you know, all the time, It's like, well, I always felt guilty. You know, if I give him money, is that really helping? And he says, you know what you need to do? You need to just look at them in the eyes and talk to them.
0: Like a human like being. Like a human
1: being. No one does that. No one gives them that. It's easier, it's said to throw money at them and get them out of your face than mm. to say, no, I'm going to take five minutes and just ask them their story. Wow and that is kind of for me that's that's like believing Mm -hmm. in someone saying you're worth my time to talk to and actually give you the gift of time which is actually more than money is ever worth absolutely and to really do it it says so we had a couple chances to do stuff at lake where we helped feed homeless people Mm -hmm. and we would just go and sit down with them and it's now there are that was
2: the biggest thing they, they encouraged us they said sit down make a with, our kids, with our kids our little kids this time cool. our kids were like
1: five and eight or something like that mm-hmm. and just sit down with them and talk to them and yes there are people there that are mentally ill yes there are people who are strung yeah. out but also people who've just had a horrible string of luck one mm-hmm. guy we met to was i think he worked at jpl mm-hmm. and now here he's homeless and obviously some things had Made some broken bad decisions, down, yeah. broken down, but the guy wasn't an idiot. He mm-hmm. wasn't stupid. He wasn't this like just horrible person. He was just broken and just I could you could see him lighting up when mm-hmm. you just sit there, a family of four people <laughs> sitting there. Hey, how's your day? What 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 do you do? What's what, so you know? Cool. Yeah, and I remember that was a really special moment for us and something that you know it's hard to do. It is. It's scary, but it, I think it's helpful to take that moment and believe in someone. And the same thing I was mm-hmm. gonna say in Hollywood. I know this happens in the hollywood all the time all my friends who went on to become your producers and mm-hmm. uh, you know not just run wannabe actors and directors mm-hmm. and writers mm-hmm. but actually people who broke through it always came through someone they would always say someone believed in me mm. it was like and there was no reason for them to believe in me by the yeah. way i just yeah one day the guy said hey you know what the guy's sick i need someone to shoot use camera. Uh, you know, someone said you're great. I know you've been, but we've, we've met each other a couple of times. I want you to be my camera op today. And so the guy shows up, shoots and blows them away. It's like, okay, you're my boy. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring you every time we're doing mm-hmm. it. And all of a sudden they're, they're shooting, you know, five years later, they're shooting big blockbuster films only because, he says, yeah, the guy believed in me, and I don't know why. Oh, it's like God, a gift. It's, it's just so, such it's a gift.
0: Huge. It is a gift.
1: And you, we ourselves can be that same thing for other people in our yeah. industry. You know, just believe in someone. Right. Give them that moment. Give them that voice. Give them that yeah. encouragement. And all of a sudden, I, I, I can already tell, you know, five, ten years from now, your legacy is going to be, a. you know, you're going to already have a legacy. Mm-hmm. A, a much younger than us at, you know, 40-some years old, and you're going to be women and mm-hmm. I hope some guys who are doing PMU because they listened to you and didn't give up Mm. and because you believed in them and you went to a conference, you spoke
2: to their heart you said, you know, if I can do it, you can do it too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And
1: that's one of the things that's cool about your podcast. You'll say, Hey, if I can do it, not in a snotty way. It's like, if I can do it, that means you can do it. It's not, there's not room for one. There's, this is a big platform. There's a lot of people can get up here and and, and do it. Lots of pie. (laughs) Lots (laughs) of (laughs) pie.
4: Pie is big enough. So,
1: anyhow, I'm um, on my soapbox there. One of the things too I, I always want to talk about is aside from just haters on Instagram, I think we've seen this and we talked about this, I know you and me did, is there are other things people that will do to come after you mm-hmm. and that's lawsuits, there's mm-hmm. other things mm-hmm. and we have a saying in Hollywood, you know you're successful when you're finally being sued. Yeah. Uh, well, it's well, just, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. it's just part of life and huh? for you, has it been, have you had any of those type of struggles? Has it been, I don't, I don't we don't get into details obviously yeah. but, has it, all, has it all been roses for you? I'm going to assume it's oh, not. Oh, it's
0: perfect yes. for me. Yeah. No. Well, um, <laughs> um it's, a, it's an interesting position, mm-hmm. you know, having had some success, you know, or, or a lot of success. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's an interesting position because you's, you start to see people, I think, uh, for who they are as soon as you can't do anything for them.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And, yeah. Um, and they get ugly.
1: Yeah. Can get ugly. yeah.
0: Yeah. Like somebody that, you know, we just loaned like uh was it seventeen hundred dollars to, to help pay for rent, you know, was like really nasty to me after I let her go on social media. Hmm. Um, like really nasty. Oh. Wow. Um, yeah, talking to her phone like to me. Um, which I think like made her look worse.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: like, it but always does. But yeah. the
2: wound from that is it like Especially somebody that you personally cared about and made mm-hmm. sacrifices for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The intention of your heart mm-hmm. was pure. Yeah. And mm-hmm. to be so stung by a response yeah. that is,
0: yeah. that says...
1: Not equal to what you're giving them, right? Yeah, it, it wasn't,
0: I didn't say like, like I deserved no, that. Like, oh, there is an... An incongruency, a cog- cognitive like dissonance with like, wait, I gave you good, you're giving me bad, like it's like it's not what? fair exchange. It's, it does it does mess with you. That is the
2: most painful thing oh. ever. That is the, a, and I'm glad we're talking about it because I know that we're not the only ones that have gone through this. If you yep. if click if you, like, yeah. if you agree, type one. <laughs> <laughs> if you agree, <laughs> <Type> <laughs> one. this has
1: happened to you. Uh, amen. Whatever it is, yeah. I mean, I think when we go. To any owner we talk to, I mean, um, I won't say names because I these people I respect highly, but they've shared okay. some of the same stuff. Yes, it's the same. And they go, yeah, yeah, I did this. I know one salon owner who basically <laughs> had a team member come back and do a training in a place with us after she had just walked out in the bad terms, but- she had the, and the, she was nice and kind to her, mm-hmm. but yet this person didn't really respect her, give that respect back in any way, and it just happens over and over and over. Where I see the salon owners, business owners, go out of their way to bless, like a loan, mm-hmm. or hey, I'll give something you something that you, you char- didn't
2: have to do, yeah. but it was a, a lot sacrifice. of things, yeah, a lot of things.
0: Stay then, at my yeah. house, oh, like you broke, you know, you're having a tough day. Go home. Yeah,
1: I'll take your client for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll pay you anyway. Uh-huh. Exactly, like, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah,
1: and it's I don't know what it is that does that. I mean, I, I mean, as a Christian, I just say, well, it's a sin. This is how we behave. We do bad mm. things. We act bad.
0: But we do. We we are hurt enough that we try to make sense of it. Yeah, like mm-hmm. even the three of us now. It's happened to us so many times, and we're still like. Huh, it's, it, it's we still, still yeah. try to make sense of it. That's yeah. why we're talking about it. Yeah. I yeah.
2: want other people to know that that you are not alone in this. No. Yes. This if is something that owner, we that yeah. we all struggle with. We've all been stung by. Um there 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 is hope. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. you it 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 has it it's painful, but it's not um debilitating, you mm-hmm. know.
1: And I think it's it's definitely not logical, but it's emotionally based. There's something emotionally going on there where I don't know if people don't like the idea that they're being helped, even though they asked for it. Oh,
3: yeah, maybe. You know, but now
1: there's a certain amount of shame. I mean, there's a lot of people that say, you know, if you're going to help people get out of, you know, you don't feed them, right? You don't, say, teach a man to fish or that whole saying. You actually want to teach them how to fish. That's yeah. more empowering. That feels better Absolutely. about yourself. And that's like when you get people in the whole homeless thing and you get people going into poverty, uh, it's, a, it's a downward spiral. Because a lot of times people say, well, if we just give him money. After, oh, I know, there's a, a story that Oprah did. She helped a guy out who lived on our bridge, gave him a million dollars to start over and get his life together. Maybe it was a million. It was a lot of money, whatever it was. And he went out immediately bought a car, did all these things to improve his life. He'd think he'd buy his mom a car or something like that. You know, nice things you think anyone would do, but at the same time, a year later, he was broke. Lost ah. it all and angry, ah. you know? And I think that's because you're not really helping the person You know, you're not really empowering them to do it on their own so Mm -hmm. they can stand up their own feet and say, I did this versus like, oh, I just got a handout or someone did this for out pity or they, you know, and then there's a certain sense of less value about them. And then they're naturally going to turn on that very person who's like kind to them and generous and nice. Some
0: people can't handle that or don't know what to do with it once they experience that kind of kindness. Sometimes it does kind of. Can ruin backfire. them a little. It
1: can, yeah. Seems yeah, like interesting. It. And I, and I wish I knew why or how I could stop it. Because for us, we I think we did all the way to the end. You know, closing our salon, we were oh, still, yeah. even still even after after closing the end. salon, we were still trying to help people. And I Getting mean,
2: demonized. Probably. I I'd get
1: demonized. I mean, I remember like trying to help someone or give them information. So you're not my boss anymore. I'm like I'm not acting like a boss. I'm just saying, hey, here's some things that can help you. it's like it's not i'm not saying that you can't you can make your own decision you're not i'm not your boss anymore but people misunderstood my intentions Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah it's the hardest thing i think for us that's our biggest pain point Mm -hmm. over the years is that this misunderstanding of like oh we gave you something and then they punched you in return Mm -hmm. for some Mm -hmm. reason Mm -hmm. it's hard
2: there's there's hatred you know yeah yeah it doesn't doesn't compute can't figure it out
1: yeah
0: yeah. You guys aren't alone out there. No, I'm sure there's so many people just nodding their heads right now. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah, that's, that's what <laughs> it is. <laughs>
1: I wish I had a solution for it, and then we can just go. Yeah. By the way, do these three things next <laughs> but time. You, you know, you know.
0: What?
2: It's like I guess it's just about being successful, and and kind of this is kind of what this podcast is about. It's like guess the opportunity is there. You are going to encounter some of this heartbreak, but we're here to say you can get through it. Yeah. You know, that's part of the cost of it, but you can get through it and it will, it will give you grit. Mm. It's a sharpening. Like, Mm. like I say this often, I want to sharpen people like Mm. iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel good to be sharpened, but it creates a more pure product, right? You know, it's like all the impurities are burning, being burned off. It hurts to be in the fire, but yet you're going to be more
0: able to
2: accomplish your goals. Yeah.
0: That's why I have a good team now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we had to go through that. Like for people who are like afraid to hire because they're like hearing us like talk mm-hmm. right now, like. Yeah. Uh, but you, if I have a wonderful team, like we're all best friends. Like I was the maid of honor at you know a couple of their weddings, and you know they'll you know if I get married again to Will. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They might Nobody be my. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, well, they're good godparents to my children. You know, I have a really great, solid team. But I think in order to get here. You have to experience that. You have yeah. to risk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's hiring people and building a team. It's kind of like dating. You have yeah. to oh, get nasty. Yeah. You gotta sleep with them. You gotta put out. <laughs> yeah. And you gotta test. You gotta test it out. Yeah. You know. Well, protect yourself.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where now? now we're we're at, just going.
0: Yeah. Right m- now. No, Where okay. are you, no. employee no. condom <laughs> thing? I paperwork. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Paperwork. No. It's paperwork for, at least. But oh, yeah, that's yeah. how. That's. To to find the man of your dreams, to find the team of your dreams, you have to put out. Mm -hmm.
1: Now, we Mm -hmm. we made our process like a four to eight-week process of the hire. Mm -hmm. It was a very Mm -hmm. slow dating process. It was not... We we the days where we used to say we fe- if we felt sorry for someone we'd hire them back in the old days. Oh yeah. Oh, you need a job.
2: It wasn't always that no, way. No, not I mean, everyone. There were people yeah. that were competent. Oh, absolutely.
1: But we there were a couple of hires that were like, oh, this is our daughter and they just need a job. Like, okay, sure, we'll hire yeah. them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There were a couple that, that, of those. Like those. Mm-hmm. And that it just doesn't work because there's no vetting. And there's no relationship, and you're not yeah. dating. You're not figuring out are we really a good fit. And I think that was our biggest thing it was we just kept jumping into relationships without really <laughs> seeing <laughs> if they're a good
2: fit you have good intentions but you just don't know what
0: pitfalls are can, yeah. can happen
2: you yeah. you just meet somebody you know
0: yeah, yeah. So everyone's a stranger mm-hmm. everyone's a stranger whether you meet them in person or online mm-hmm. yes <laughs> you
1: got, you got. <laughs> for you i mean since we're on this a little bit about hiring because i know that's one of the things that i know a lot of people in the last world are single operators but they're always Dreaming one day, I want to have that employee. Want to do that? I
0: know they want an assistant.
1: Yeah, they want mm-hmm. something to, just so they can say I'm a boss. Really, because cool. when you're a last boss and you work for yourself, I don't know who you boss other than I just boss myself around. Get up, go work. But. Uh, <laughs> So for you, what are some things that you did to help you learn to you know, get through and vet people better, to get to where you're at, where you have this team? Like You're like, this group is solid now. Because I know I've seen mm. it, and I, I've seen you and their weddings, and I've seen all wow. this That is, I don't think that's always common for everyone. I think no. in the slum world, it can get kind of catty, and there can be a lot of people taking sides against each other. But you've obviously had to kind of work through that and find better ways mm-hmm. to – as I like to say, get rid of the crazies who just yeah. aren't the right fit. And actually it's not that they're crazy. It's just not the right fit for you, I guess would yeah. be the best way. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that you've learned over the years that's helped you get better at that? And find those connections?
0: I think you will f- you will know very soon. There mm-hmm. are some red flags, I think. Oh
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, you'll just know really soon. When they're like nickel and diming you, mm-hmm. I think, looking at every little minute, every little thing. I'm like, oh <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wait, we just hired you. We just Mm, hired you. Uh, um, Also, when they don't take ownership Mm. of things. Like
1: humility and Mm -hmm. there's excuses.
0: Yeah, or um, instead of solving the problem... They like blame right uh, away this way. Uh, instead uh, of yeah. like, oh, but that client is on the phone on hold. I have some, you know, awesome employees here right yeah. now who are like, oh, God, here, let me fix it. And they just go go straight to fixing it because like who's to blame is not as important as servicing that client. Yeah. Right.
2: Right. Yeah. There's so, a bigger mission here. It's yeah, really, yeah.
0: Yeah. I really admire that type of mentality. And um, I've learned now to fire quicker mm-hmm. for you. Yeah.
1: It's a, it's a worse part of our job is how mm-hmm. to fire people. It sucks.
0: I know. I know. I have trial periods now. I have mm-hmm. a trial period, you know, before they get anything else. I was like, okay, we'll do a trial. Good. And I don't promise anything. And when you talk yeah. about that up front, then mm-hmm. the expectation's really clear.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: They're un- understanding it's a trial, and, you know, yeah. so it's not like they're, they're getting the rug pulled out from underneath them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I've found now to, to hire based on my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right, not hiring people who um, have this who have the same personality as me. And I get I'd hire based on just me getting along with them. We're the same exact person. You should come work for me. This is gonna be so much fun. But why would I want another me? Like yeah. that job's covered. No, I need like a tech person, I need an editor, I mm-hmm. need somebody who's gonna be really great with customer service. Who's gonna mm-hmm. fill in the gaps? Yeah, who's mm-hmm. gonna fill in all those gaps.
1: You kinda like that, right? When you first start oh, hiring, yeah. I think I you,
0: just I, you know wanna hire my clones,
2: like you know. Yeah. That's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Please. You same, hire your same, clones. same, same, yeah, same, <laughs> same,
1: same. Yeah, I think hiring is, is actually the most important thing I learned for our business, aside from just being good at your craft, I, I felt like our most, my, my part of the job, most important job was hiring. Like, mm-hmm. I have to hire the right people. Mm-hmm. And I think, like you said, firing quickly, seeing those red flags. And it sounds like you've already kind of identified. There's certain things you'd hear people experience. And just, yeah, it's just experience. Just
0: experience. You, and, you yeah. see things. You just see patterns a lot, mm-hmm. lot quicker. Yeah.
1: I still remember mm-hmm. my first interview was horrible. <laughs> I just sat down. The person says, Hey, you want to work here? And he's like, Yeah. And then I spent the whole time telling Talking. how cool it was about the work. You're like it. trying
2: to convince them. Yeah. And you're just like, Yeah, this is what we're doing and this yeah. is how great we are. And- yeah.
1: And then at the end, I'm like, Oh, yeah, what's your name again? I, was no, like I I'm like <laughs>
2: asking questions, he's like, I don't know, I didn't ask.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just doing my, I was so just funny. my salesmanship side. I was trying to sell our company to sell people. The yeah, oh, uh, sell the job. Oh, I know. Sell the job.
2: Then you get somebody who just wants a a J-O-B. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, no vision. Oh my
1: gosh. One other thing I think too, I th- we talked about, uh, I love about you is that you, you Share about anything on your thing. You're not just only business tips, and you're not. I don't think you're trying to show this perfect life ever. You've shared times. I remember when you, yeah, you shared. I think when you and Will had a fight or something like that, and you said, "Let me talk about how we worked through fighting," (laughs) and you know, and it was kind of cool because I don't think you hear people talking about. Fighting with their spouse. That's not a common thing people want to know. So, or I mean, I think everyone wants to know like the salacious details, but they don't <laughs> want to like know, like, oh, no, but you did. You just shared open and honest. And I think that was cool. And another person I know that, that we follow that a lot of people think is perfect, Kim James. And she also does the same thing now. I think she now mm-hmm. much more will say, guys, this is what it's like to mm-hmm. be a mom, mm-hmm. have a baby, mm-hmm. da da da. And I think that's such a great shift mm-hmm. I seen anymore. But mm-hmm. for you, what was it that got you to be able to do that? I mean know have you always been open like that? Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of you like think is all about just showing yeah. the best version of themselves.
0: Yeah. It is it is a little bit of both, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I like to put my best photos at least out yeah. there. But I hope like my content people can see that you know, I'm a real person. I don't yeah. want anyone to look up my Instagram and feel worse about themselves. Yeah. That's
2: the worst. Isn't that that's yeah. the
0: worst? So I don't yeah, I I want I I want to humanize us more because we are more the same. I'm not embarrassed by anything I'm saying right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this has been done to me, or like, yeah, Will and I had an argument over the weekend mm-hmm. or what because we're all the same. Mm-hmm. I just truly now. <laughs> after 37 years on this earth of now just like realize that and i think that's that's freedom yes mm-hmm.
1: that is it's huge
0: there's that realization yeah
2: there's a scripture that says that nothing has seized us except that which is common to man mm-hmm. meaning that the thing is that we struggle with or that we're afflicted with is something is everything that everyone else is yeah Mm-hmm. Yep. mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like, you know, having employee problems, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. unique to you. Yeah. It's Or having haters on Instagram, that's not unique to you. Mm-hmm. Other, if you put yourself out there, someone's, mm-hmm. it's going to come back to yeah. you. So learning yeah. to be authentic and just be okay with that, I guess. And is there anything for you that kind of – did? was there a time when you started with Instagram where you were not like that, where you are a little bit more hold back, I just want to present a certain image, or it's always been – no, I've actually kind of just put myself out there no matter what. It's always just being, me being as real as I can be.
0: Um, so actually on my timeline, it just came up two years ago. Uh, my, the very first like lifestyle ish photo that I posted just came up on my timeline. And Mm -hmm. I think from that point, I was already pretty committed to being authentic because it's less work. Honestly,
1: (laughs) you have to know which lie you're covering up. I was like,
0: like, like, which persona am I wearing today? And I grew up in, um, well, an Asian household where, you know it wasn't very truthful like Mm. it's it's still very but you know the very my mother i love her she's here um but yeah there was a a high attention to what other people thought Mm. so and which was always very um uh, it was saddening to me and it was it was a burden to me as a child Um, She didn't ruin me or anything Mm -hmm. like that. She's amazing, but um, but yeah, that that's a truth though. That Mm -hmm. is a part of my childhood memories, Mm -hmm. Um, and I just maybe I just rebelled against that. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what it is. (laughs) It's like oh, this is exhausting. I'm not doing Mm -hmm. this. Super hard. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because
2: like, I couldn't keep track. It's like migraines and diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new
1: podcast, by the way migraines and diarrhea. Lovely. Yes. Where we just talk <laughs> yeah, about
0: subscribing. Uh,
1: no, yeah, out, no. outing people and all their lies. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, I had a friend who came to me in my 30s and he just said, You know what? All my life, I've just lied about everything. Mm. Nothing I've told you has been real. And it was so sad because he says, be honest, at this age, I've been doing it for so long. I don't even know it anymore right. what's real, yeah. and what's is, not I've real. I've been
2: telling wow. stories yeah. for so long; they've become part of me. I can't tell which is the truth and which isn't.
1: Yeah,
0: a friend of yours. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy. So from childhood. Yeah, from That's yeah, from when. Uh, uh, yeah, for that
0: they've come yeah. out and yeah, been no, it was a big growth moment
1: it. for him. I wow. think he really. We all knew it, but yeah. It <laughs>
0: Like, they have, like, stories about NOM. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, like, no, like, no, no, seriously. I used to joke
1: about that. I said, yeah, back in NOM, guys. That you know, people yeah, like, I'm like mm, uh. No, probably don't think you're old enough. But I, I just think that it was sad when he'd said that because he spent all his life trying to remember what things he told which people and that's why we begin to realize something's not adding up because he told that person that that person that and that's both at the same time that can't be possible uh. and i think it's really a hard life and i think instagram you're right it would be exhausting to have to put on a persona mm-hmm. I, I guess i don't know there's people have done like the, in the old days and tv there are actors that would have their persona and then you found it in real life they were the worst human beings on the planet but And I'm sure there's like that going on Instagram too. Definitely. But I I think I've seen from you and that's one of the things I appreciate. And I hope more people take inspiration Mm -hmm. from that because I think being just who you are, don't worry about creating a persona, a personality, a shtick. Just Mm -hmm. take who you are and just go with it. And it doesn't
2: have to be for everybody. No. But your fans, it's going to be enough for them. It's going to be exactly what...
1: One third, one third of people watch you. That's all you have yeah. to wow, right? Yeah,
0: third, yeah.
2: That's not
1: that much actually. That's um, like that's a small. That's only batting 300 exactly. And, you
0: know. and I'm yeah. really proud of my growth. I am. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't I share it? Mm-hmm. I ha- if if you have the the cure for cancer. Not I'm not saying that I do, but like if I, I have, do, yeah.
1: I do. <laughs> no, I'll tell you guys about it later. <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, but if I ha- I feel like I have an anecdote to mm-hmm. to pass hurts that I've had. Why wouldn't I share that? Yeah. If I have if I have worked hard to to work through something that was really difficult, I feel like I would be selfish for not sharing my process because it could help somebody. Mm -hmm. The way other people's posts and their honesty and their vulnerabilities have helped me.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I, see, yeah, and I have to say, sorry, it's once you get that first taste of somebody writing to you saying, thank you for sharing that, it's addicting AF. It's hard to go back. As you're
2: talking Sheila, I'm just thinking to myself, I've got this huge girl crush, and I'm thinking, <laughs> she is mentally hot. Let me tell you the <laughs> story behind this. Okay, what's so, that mean? <laughs> okay, well, I, you know, uh, we get to chit-chat with our clients, and some of them are like movers and shakers, and I got to tap the brain of um, one of my uh, clients um, who is just phenomenal in her field, and she's she's in a different life phase. She's, uh, she's uh, older, and I asked her, I said, well, tell me something amazing about being older. Mm. And she said to me, she says, well, I, for the first time in your life, you're mentally hot. <laughs> and she's wow. like, you know, it doesn't bother you what other people think. You know your stuff. You know who you are. You're mentally hot. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and then she goes on to lament about how the outside doesn't always look like the inside, you mm. know, but. As you're talking and you're just this no nonsense sharing, this is how I am. Mm. I'm thinking, you are mentally hot. I am so Thank proud you. of you. Aww. Yeah, and yeah, you get to girlfriend. enjoy it while you you still have it. Touch me,
1: just touch <laughs> Sheila. Okay. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> She's rubbing right? motion. Pop- yeah, that's yeah, a Wax on. Wax on. Yeah, wax on. on. Yeah, that's, <laughs> very, that's very funny. Yeah, I think Thank something what I love about it, and it goes back to when we said you get to, is yeah. that's you get to bless other people. Mm. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. They look at that. Some people can look at it. I guess the haters would look at that and say, oh, she's just showing up da, da da She's just, think she's inspiring me. Oh, yeah. But you're really, you're saying, okay, you guys don't get it. That's fine. But for that other woman on there, she's like, wow, today I was about to give it all up. Mm. I was about to quit. Mm. Or I was just going to go home and take it out on my kids maybe. Mm. But I just found out that this is normal. This is okay. Wow. You yeah. know, and you... You're yeah. intentionally putting it out there to help those people. Yeah. And I think that's really beautiful. You really get to bless others. Mm. And there are going to be people who misinterpret that as, oh, you're just showing off or you're just trying to show how amazing you are. You think you're so smart. Who are mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry for you people who think that. It, it's sad to be you, really, because you have a smallest mindset and you're trying to get into other people's head. Mm. You're trying to think how, why it's motivating them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stop it. It's not You don't yeah. need to know that. You just let just be open and honest and, and take the information they're giving and if it hits you right then be blessed by it and be better for it and if it doesn't go then that wasn't for me that was the message for me today
2: for those who do receive the message who do see it as a gift and it it, it quickens in their spirit it, it quickens in their mind and creates new growth for them that is something that um that's that's the reward i mean mm. that's yeah. That's the richness.
0: Absolutely. Like, it's maybe, maybe there are some people who are not ready to hear it, mm-hmm. but I'm ready to share it mm-hmm. and That's okay if you're not ready to hear it. You know, I'm ready to share it and that's okay.
1: And it's not selfish either. I think some Mm -hmm. people interpret it as like, oh, she's so full self. Or are we? Like, who are we to do this podcast and speak about things? You know. Who cares about what you say? Yeah, who cares? (laughs) It's like it's not, it's actually a a form of giving because we have been given so much Mm -hmm. and we want to pass that information on to others. So someone else doesn't have to go through 13 yeah. years of sloning and do all, go through so many pain points that we've had mm-hmm. feel alone yeah feel alone or whatever and same thing with you you've been doing this now for what about 10 nine, nine years. years yeah nine, it's years. nine years so you have a wealth of wisdom and information you didn't mm-hmm. just start last week mm-hmm. and you waited and you now are coming blossoming mm-hmm. and there's all these opportunities to bless people and i think people should stop worrying about if it doesn't resonate with you then find someone who does mm-hmm. you know yes, find someone else too. find Seth Godin for me or or Gary V or whatever it is <laughs> or Big Boy whatever so
2: <laughs> well, I know that you have an opportunity that you've been planning, mm-hmm. so that people who are interested in learning mm-hmm. can can get to know you. And uh, you
0: yeah. want to share a little bit about that. What's oh. coming up? I, are uh, we talking about my live event? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, What's that? Oh, it is the ultimate event for PMU Boss Babes. I've been to several conferences. You know, I've been had the pleasure of speaking at different art conferences and technique conferences for the permanent makeup world. Um, and I just felt. Like this was missing, mm-hmm. uh, so I created it. I wanted a conference that focuses on confidence, marketing, sales, all that tactical stuff, and like heavy self development. Yeah, like Aww. I'm bringing the woo like, <laughs> Bring woo. Yeah, like you're gonna cry. So <laughs> if you're not okay, so if you're not okay with crying, then don't come. But <laughs> That's funny. I'm really excited about it because I think it. it th- I mean, it is it is something that I feel so passionately about. I just think as women, we need we need someone to tell us it's okay to be friends, it's okay to collaborate. Mm-hmm. And I want this space to be that s- particular space where everybody who's attending knows that like, okay, no mean girls are allowed here. No mean girls. Yeah. And we and want to do a th-
1: whole episode on I that. I know, I know, no mean <laughs> girls.
0: Actually, when I just saw our graphics designer in the front, Julia, she just showed me this um, graphic that I I had in my head, and she made it come to life. I'm so excited. Um, It's basically all of our speakers, Mm -hmm. and then it says, you can sit with us.
3: Yes! Oh, I love it! I love that. Isn't that
2: cute? I I have a thing against Mean Girls. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so you said it's for PMU artists. Yes. What about um, somebody who does lashes but also does microblading?
0: Definitely. Would she be somebody... Definitely. You know, lashes and PMU go together.
1: Yeah. You very, know? very.
0: There are lots of businesses that like maybe um,
2: one person does lashes and one person does the makeup mm-hmm. and, you know.
1: I'm just wondering auto mechanics. How about that? Is that good? <laughs> auto mechanics? Yeah. Can they come?
4: Uh okay yeah, yeah sure okay, good all right I cool her. I
1: because I, I have a bunch of friends who would just you all right know.
0: cool I mean there'll be hot girls there yeah I know I was gonna yeah. say they sure. might
1: the guys might like it yeah oh, like, might on well, there's a auto mechanics and PMU artists tonight
0: <laughs> I do have a lot of lash artists coming as well actually cool um but the focus is is the, my speakers are permanent makeup artists mm-hmm. and a lot of other beauty professionals and motivational speakers. Mm-hmm. It's um. Free. Yeah. Where is it? It's going to be at the Lowe's Hotel in Santa Monica. So cool. Right. I worked
1: at. I used to. This is another life. I worked at in Santa Monica at the right across the street at Shutter's. If you. Well, I love Shutter's. Yeah. You work there. I worked there. I 25 almost had the event ago. there.
0: I almost had. The oh, really?
1: Event there. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, a Shutters a is even better. Shutters literally is on the beach. Like, you walk out the door and you hit yeah. sand. Yeah. That's how cool Shutters is. Yeah, Lowe's no, is pretty amazing. Lowe's Lowe's is, you, Lowe's have to, is you have to also walk across the street. Across the street one yeah. little street, but still, like, you still yeah. walk on the beach. It's still great. <laughs> right. Still the same beach. <laughs> yeah, it's still the same beach. And if it's the budget was better, yeah, you get the same location. So, yeah, and I mean, when? Santa is awesome. When is it? March 2020,
0: March 13th, 14th, 15th. Oh, it'll be good 2020. The weather's going to be good
2: then. Yeah. yeah, anyone
1: just, especially if you're back east somewhere in winter, like, like, this is your way to get away from all I that know. so it's right. so perfect awesome. because it's not too hot either no it's not March is best season mm-hmm. i mean I think people awesome.
0: just like want to come to california and yeah. have it be like a write-off all yeah, right exactly <laughs> yeah
1: how about as far as the whole thing cost, it's what it's three days or two days, right?
0: It's two days, okay. but VIP gets an extra party. So it's okay. it's it's two and a half of your VIP. And VIP tickets are almost like eighty percent sold out. Okay.
1: So people awesome.
0: yeah, and it's like seven months away.
1: Wow, that that's a good awesome. problem.
0: Really I I'm trying to see if I can make the room just a little bit larger to accommodate more VIP because people yeah. That's all mm-hmm. they, the tickets they seem to be buying.
2: So yeah.
1: y'all, no, our, y'all are bougie. Yeah, our VIP so, is much higher selling well, than the, the regular one, I too. Know, right? Yeah,
2: the parties are so fun, because mm-hmm. it really gives a chance for people to really connect. Yeah. You know, and everyone's wearing their cute stuff and feeling all yeah. friendly. It's, it it's always was so good, good at going i know for
1: us yeah. the big thing was at ibs this year the international beauty show not the international bowel syndrome so, so uh, irritable. Um, irritable bowel syndrome <laughs> whatever it's called but uh, that was uh for us for the last industry was like i think it was a tipping point because mm. we saw there were two main parties borboleta and then last boss or last bomb and last anarchist had him and for the first time we all really got to get to hang out That's for two cool. days over two nights and actually tara had a party too so it was really different because we'd never been to Vegas for a show and having these parties, but networking was amazing. It was like, mm-hmm. it was great. And so I think for you with PMU too, I'm mm-hmm. sure that's going to be in Last Artist. That whole idea of coming to networking is so yeah different. And, and so I think so that's needed. why
0: VIP is selling more because people understand. I, I mean, for me, I know that uh, collaboration is the new shortcut. Yes. And what is a mastermind? A mastermind is basically you paying so that you can interact with other high watt brains and yes. who are the people that can afford vip who typically invest in vip is usually successful people yeah. and which the means they're the movers and the shakers, the yeah. mm-hmm. and the shakers like ripping. higher watt brains and you know just more uh, people who take initiative right mm-hmm. self-starters and that's who you want to interact with and i yep. think that's why i always pay for vip and go to the parties and make sure i meet as many people as possible because it does pay off yeah. in the end like you you may get an idea you'd never had before had you not gone to that person and met that you know yeah. that individual mm-hmm.
1: no that's true i mean for us all the little things that's happened to us is usually because we went and met someone and then it, uh, it spiraled into something else so it doesn't happen by staying home it's, yeah it doesn't, it doesn't happen it doesn't Sorry. happen
0: by staying home yeah
1: so i have yeah, we had a thousand other things i wanted to go but you know what we should probably wrap up because i know you have someone coming in real soon and uh, as a client and we probably should not be here talking when that happens <laughs> We can just continue the podcast while she's taking care of class. That'd be no. really interesting.
0: You are so fun. We
2: have yeah. to do
1: this again. Yeah. I,
0: oh my gosh. I loved meeting you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much Absolutely. for coming out here. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And you guys got to be on my podcast. Yes. Next.
1: Woohoo. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Aww. Bye, awesome. guys. hopefully you enjoyed that as much as we did. We will have to have Sheila back. We loved hanging out with her. We have so many more things we could talk about. She knows what she's doing. She is a master at marketing. We even talk about that. She has grown her business into a seven-figure PMU business. And if you know PMU, that is not an easy thing to do because you don't get customers every month like we do in the last world. You get them once a year. So to be able to grow a business like that means she's doing a lot right and there's a lot we can learn from her. So we'll bring her back and talk about that probably the next time. But for now, we actually have a question that one of our listeners submitted. We're so excited we get to answer that question. And remember, you can be on our show too by just submitting your questions to paul at lashcastpodcast.com. All right, let's get to that question. Hi,
4: so my question is, how do you help someone that works from home or works independently that wants to join and work at a salon? How do you help them transition into the per customer pay slash commission type of pay to a team base slash hourly pay? Thank you.
1: Okay, thank you, and I'm gonna butcher this name. Isabel. All right, Isabel. Isabel. Hopefully that's it. If it's not, send us another question. Correcting us, how we're wrong on pronouncing your name. I apologize. How do you get someone onto your team who's thinking, you know, about, hey, I want to work in a salon, but I'm totally jam jazz about coming on as a commission employee? And you're running a team-based pay salon, or maybe an hourly salon, like you just everyone's hourly. And by the way, hourly and team-based pay are not the same. A lot of people think that is. They're not. Team-based pay is a whole culture and systems. Hourly is just a pay system. It's just uh, that's what we pay. We pay hourly. So the big thing for me when you are a team-based pay salon, when we were that way, we actually did not, uh, we were really careful about our ad. Like we started out telling everyone everything and later on we were just more focusing on the benefits and what type of person we were looking for and and all that. So people, when they called us, they didn't always know that we are team-based pay. They just thought we were in our salon and we, we were busy and we have lots of good things and good press. So they were excited to join a popular salon. When they got in, I didn't talk about money in the beginning. I actually, most of the time I've learned is I didn't talk a lot towards the end. I really asked a lot of questions, got them to talk. And then when it finally came to the end of the conversation, usually after an hour, and I was now going to sit down and tell them about things, I would first focus on the culture and focus on all the benefits that you get by working at a team-based salon said, it's not like any place you've ever worked before. The culture is different. Everyone here is actually for everyone. We all do better if everyone's busy. It's not just set up so that one person, hey, is busy. It doesn't matter about the rest of you guys because she got she's commissioned. So as long as she's busy, she could care less if everyone else is slow. Team-based based slow, that's not good if you have one person busy and you have three people slow because then no one makes more money because we all collectively realize we're pulling from the company our salaries based upon how the whole team's doing. So I would just focus on the team elements, the real focus on the benefits. Usually you get vacation pay, we get sick pay, we have team meetings, we pay for lunches. A lot of the stuff you're not going to get at Commission Slam because they are not making enough money or can't control their payroll enough to be able to provide those type of benefits.
2: Now, even if you don't um, aren't able to provide those benefits right away, you can still talk about the benefit. And most of that is going to be about the culture. You can talk about some of the pitfalls that exist in a normal salon where everyone is really in co- competition with one another. Yeah. You're afraid to go on a vacation. You're afraid um, or you don't feel like th- – I mean, the salon might be even messy because nobody wants to sweep the floor. You can talk about some of those things. Um, and instead of just the financial benefits. And the front
1: desk doesn't have to decide who they like to give clients because you're all mm-hmm. going to be busy because the front desk is here to try to distribute all the staff because they understand too that it's not good to tell clients like uh, my favorite person is always busy so I'm just going to put them on the wait list and the other three girls are going to stay slow because the front desk realizes well my salary and my growth in this company is important so I'm going to get everyone here busy so they're going to sell everyone equally. And also when you have to do a touch-up, you know you, you know, you get paid even when you do touch-ups. Where normally in a salon you might get asked, hey, can you just do this real quick, fix it for someone for free? And that's never fun. And also you get, um, you can do other staff team lashes like our staff would. They get paid to do another team member's lashes versus trade where everyone's keeping score. Like, well, I, you did mine twice, but I haven't done yours or, you know, it's not fair that, you know, why, you know, in our salon everyone would want to get lashes done by the best team members. Because new members are new. But that, that's not a bad thing because everyone gets paid anyway, so it's not, not a problem. So there's so many advantages, and you really focus on that and how it's better for everyone. It's better for the team. It's better for the um, most important for them as an employee. They're going to find themselves less stressed, have a much more fun, accepting environment. And I think they're going to enjoy the place a lot more because of that. And then you can talk about the money. And the truth is, in the big picture, I always say uh, that you can do better – in a team-based pay salon, then you can't even do it in commission. And that's because commission you tap out at some point. You only get paid when you're working. And we've had people in the past that we paid higher hourly to help us do other things. They, we had one person that worked four days a week and got paid one day to help us with stuff. And she was making way more doing that than she could if she took clients all day long being paid commission. And that's what can happen if people stick around the team and grow on your team. They get paid more for what they know than what they can actually do. And if you set up your company correctly as a team-based pay salon, you can actually pay people at higher rates, and they don't have to work 60 hours a week to make that same kind of money if they were by themselves commissioned. So you can try to explain that. And if you don't understand team-based pay a lot, this might be like blah, 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 blah. I get it. So go watch or listen to our episode about team-based pay. You will learn really what team-based pay is and the benefits there are for you as a business owner as well as for for your team and how it can really be the place where more people, I think, will be happy. And you can also tell people, I think team-based pay owners are much more engaged in their team than non-team-based pay owners.
2: That's great hearing it from your perspective, but I'd like to hear about what Erica thinks coming from, you
4: know, as... Someone who came on to Team-Based Pay. Yeah, so what were your thoughts? yeah. So I, this is perfect, because I came from a commission salon um, and... I, it was really about what the total package was being offered, um, as opposed to fixating on an hour hourly. You know, mm-hmm. so for me, I at the salon that I was previously at, I was only doing esthetician type stuff. So I was doing facials, waxing, makeup, spray tans, and like maybe a lash client a week. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I had n- I just had no clientele for lashes, and so. With coming on to Integrity, I had a built-in clientele, basically, mm-hmm. which for me was really important because um, I knew that that would allow me to focus on the artistry side, which was really what I wanted to focus on. And they were offering um, training. So, in mm-hmm. fact, to to Paid training. Paid training, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, to even be a artist with Integrity, you had to go through training and that was like at least two months and kind of varied depending on each person. I was super encouraged by that because I, even though I felt like the classic training I'd gotten was adequate, I would see what Integrity was posting and I knew that they only did classic and I'm like, they're lying. (laughs) 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 What What do you mean? That's classic lashes. Like, what am I missing? So it was the whole package. It was Knowing that I'd be trained, knowing that I had a clientele, and then all of the other benefits like health insurance, which you would you will never get at a commission salon, um, I paid vacation, paid sick days, um, I mean like paid
1: for the parking,
4: yeah, paid for the parking, like so many different things were just taken care of, and um, it was also exciting of the thought of being more in a team environment where we weren't like caddy and in com- competition with each other and so yeah I think I would focus on everything that they're gaining mm-hmm. and not like oh well you're you're not gonna have to deal with this and you're not gonna have to whatever yeah. just you know like po-
1: be positive be
4: positive talk about what what they're gaining by joining your culture
1: yeah I think one of the things too with uh this whole thing with team-based pay is to <laughs> Go You're gonna play with my beard right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm b- turning into Grizzly Adams. Yeah. No one knows who that who, no no one knows who that is, but I that's, 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 that's we? Is yeah. he still around? People know who he is? He, his legacy has lived on as I'm fulfilling it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, for me, one of the big deal killers is focusing on money. Because if I was hiring someone and all they want to do is how much am I going to get paid? What's the commission rate? What it's like, guys, you know, gal, whatever. I don't that's not the type of person I want on my team. If all you care about is how much you're going to make, then I don't think you're going to be happy here because that's not what we're here to provide. We're here to provide you a career path of training, equipping, a culture, support. We're giving you a lot more than just a paycheck. But if you're just looking for a paycheck, by the way, if, you, if you're just thinking about money, maybe lashing isn't the right career. Maybe you should go into real estate or find something where you can make a half million, a million dollars a year. If that's all that matters. I want to make a million dollars a year. Well, you know, other than like probably a handful of people in our industry at the very top level running big lash companies, probably no one's making $1 million a million dollar years doing lashes. So. And that's, I could get that. I mean, it'll always be right in the beginning. Like, I'll be interviewing, ask questions. I go, wait, excuse me, how much do we want to get paid? And I'm like, oh, oh, interesting. Um, we're not going to get at that right now. And then they would push again. And then I would usually end the conversation and say, you know what? I don't think we're really a good fit. And that never hurt us. Because the couple times where I went a little further and I let them in, not into the company, but further down the pipeline, meet me them and be like, what was that? Why did <laughs> we interview that person? You, you could see it right away. And I'm like, yeah, I should not. Yeah, this is not the right person. So it
4: does help you um, single out or kind of like whatever I'm trying to say, weave through mm-hmm. your your stack of applicants because you'll see their motivations pretty yeah. quickly. And I think also, it you can even help them figure out what kind of environment they're looking for. I think last, or I think team-based pay culture is perfect for the person who never wants to work for themselves never mm-hmm. wants to own their own thing um not never but it is a great or place. a
1: season in their life right yeah
4: now. they know that they're not gonna do that for maybe five ten years
1: maybe they have a small kid and they just want to raise their kid yeah. and don't want to wanna worry about too work much, and all that. Yeah.
4: but they want something stable and they want health insurance they want the benefits yeah and you're really not going to find that anywhere else especially in the beauty industry
1: no no definitely in our industry i mean not everyone's meant to be a business owner it's just not mm-hmm. i mean a lot of people th- everyone's telling you should be but i think there's nothing wrong with being an employee there's nothing wrong with working for a team it can be a wonderful experience and you can do very well in life and you can make good money and still be proud of your work and you know not have to stress as much too because yeah, you do stress more once you work for yourself it's just going to be part of the life of <laughs> what you get so anyway hopefully that answers your question by the way She's with YCA Luxury Lash Studio, Yitzabel Castillo. Thank you so much for your question. That wraps up this show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I wanna ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LashCastPodcast. Remember to subscribe, share, and review. And if we've done anything that's helped improve your life, please share this with your friends. Snap it, put it on Instagram, tag us. Let the world know. Get a review on there. Anything you can do to help get the word out helps us grow. We don't charge anything for this. And this is a small way for you to help us. On behalf of my lash expert, Tustany, today, as well as our special guest, Sheila Bell, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.